Alright, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? This is LJ Talks Facts right here. Gonna spit some facts like always. Haven't done an episode in the last few days. The recent episode I did was the Dallas Cowboys extending to Marcus Lawrence. I think that was on Sunday? It was Sunday or Monday, I think. I kind of forget. It doesn't matter. Go check out that recent episode. But in this episode, we're going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. So let's, let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, you know, they did clinch a playoff spot on Sunday against Indiana. That I got right. But, you know, this isn't just about the Brooklyn Nets clinching a playoff spot, which I'm very happy about. Very proud of this young core. You know, instead of trust the process, it's trust the progress. You got to trust that. You know, this team has just been, you know, amazing. You know, shockingly amazing. Because, you know, they started off 8-18, and and, you know, they lost Karis LeVert, who was a big, you know, he is a big piece of this team. You know, he was a big piece then, but he still is now. You know, you get my point, because, you know, he was, you know, a big piece of this team before he got hurt. You know, he did come back in February, but the Nets, you know, this is a very interesting stat. Since, um, since early December, they have the same record as the Sixers, 34-22, and 22, and that is their playoff matchup. You know, I'm very nervous about it. I'm not really sold on the Nets beating the Sixers. But, you know, miracles do happen. You know, they said Elm Bede is hurt. Oh, I said his name wrong. Elm Bede is hurt. I don't want to say Elm Bede. What the fuck? <laughs> they said Elm Bede is hurt. Just got to take a sip of a drink right there. So we'll see if he plays Saturday because that's game one between the Nets and the Sixers in Philly. You know, if the Nets can do, if the Nets could just come home with the series tied up at one, I'm satisfied. I'm fine with that. If they're down 2-0, uh, then I don't know. But if they're up 2-0 somehow, that's if the Nets could somehow steal two games in Philly, they'll win the series. But I, the uh, chance of that happening is like a million to one. If the Nets, you know, going up 2-0 in Philly, and like bringing it back here. But I believe they can definitely tie up the series, have it like one to one. But let's break down the next season. You know, like I said, they were eight and eighteen, and everyone thought they were tanking and everything because you know, you know they actually had their eyes set on the lottery and everything. Because here's the thing, this is a this is the trade that killed the Nets back in 2013. I think it was like June 29th or June 30th of 2013. Believe me, I remember. I remember going to the deli in the morning. Just to, you know, just go get a big egg of cheese like a real New Yorker always does, even at a young age. And, you know, I look at the back of the paper, and it says Paul Pierce, Jason Terry, and Kevin Garnett got traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And I was so hype. You know, for a little 13-year-old kid, so hype and everything, thinking like, oh, my God. You know, three legends are, are here. Like... I didn't even know what to say. I was calling everybody. I was going nuts. You know, the Nets trade away Chris Humphreys, Gerald Wallace, and a lot of first-round picks. Like, oh, my goodness, a lot of draft picks they traded. I was like, oh, my goodness. You look at it now, it's like, wow, did they get fucked. Oh, my goodness. Because, you know, the Nets management thought they were going to win then. Because, you know, the Nets, the year before they finished in fourth place, they got beaten the first round by Chicago. But they thought, you know what? Take out Wallace and Humphreys, who were, you know, they were still young, Wallace and Humphreys. They were pretty good pieces to the team. And then you throw in, you know, an old Paul Pierce and an old Kevin Garnett. 
I'll admit Garnett wasn't that bad in the Nets, but Pierce, eh, I don't know what to say about him. He's a fucking clown. He wasn't that good in the Nets. I'll just leave it at that. I liked, you know, I liked KG, you know, Kevin Garnett. I liked him. Jason Terry wasn't that bad. He was all right. He was all right to me. You know, good three-point shooter. You know, that's what every team needs, to be honest. You know, I thought he was good. But that trade really killed him. And I'll tell you in a second. I'll tell you. I was so hyped. I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is it right here. The Nets are going to win the championship. They did win in the first round. They got past Toronto. They beat them at seven. I remember getting up so like late for that game. That game was up. That game was at uh, one. I got up at like freaking 12.30. Like, I got up so late. And I was right in front of the TV to watch it. That game was crazy. I was so hyped. I was like, oh my goodness. That was a great game. Definitely one of the best games I ever saw in my life. But, you know, they did lose to Miami in five, you know. I always say this, though, because LeBron James dropped 49 in game four. And the series was 2-1 to one Miami. So if they would have held LeBron, because the Nets lost by six that game. So he had 49. If the Nets would have held him to 35, they would have they won. Especially in game five. The Nets had an eight-point lead with, like, three minutes to go, and they blew it. If they hang on to that lead, then they'd be up 3-2. to two, And then who knows what happened in game six, because game six will be in Brooklyn. All right, so who knows, to be honest, who, like, seriously, that's just, you know, it's the truth, though, but it just didn't happen. It was sad. You know, if, say, it was 3-2 to two, Miami going back to Brooklyn, eh, I don't know if the Nets would have won. Well, they were down 3-2 against Toronto in the first round, but that's Toronto. That was, you know, Toronto. You're facing Miami right here. You're facing the dynasty of LeBron, Bosh, Ray Allen, Dwayne Wade, who just recently retired. God bless him. You know, like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. But still, you know, that was, you know, heartbreaking. Because then Paul Pierce, I think, left the Nets after that. I think he signed with the Wizards, and KG got traded at the trade deadline February that season to the Timberwolves. And we got Thaddeus Young, who was actually really good for the Nets. You know, Thaddeus Young was a really good piece when they got him. But still, it's like right after the 14-15 season because they got beaten the first round by Atlanta. That season was, uh, that was that was a bad season, to be honest. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs, even though they only lost in six to Atlanta, which I was very shocked. I expected them to get swept. But, um, you know, since then, it's just been misery. The last three seasons just been bad. And the Nets could never get the first round pick. They never had a shot. Because Boston had all their picks right there. And it was sad. The Nets couldn't draft a guy like, you know, they couldn't draft a Ben Simmons or a Carl Anthony Towns, you know. Or like a Donovan Mitchell or Dennis Smith Jr. type of player. Or even KP, you know. I wasn't going to say, I know some of you might be thinking, what about D'Angelo Russell? Well, they got D'Angelo Russell, so it all worked out. Like, you know what I mean. But that is something, Getting going a little off topic, that is something, though, because Magic Johnson just stepped down as the president of the Lakers. And he said once they, when, when they traded D'Lo, or D'Angelo, I call him D'Angelo, I don't want people, I don't know, whatever, D'Angelo Russell. But Jesus Christ, D'Angelo Russell. When they traded him, you know, he said, like, he's immature and they need a leader and everything. And now he recently just said that he is mature now, you know, they need a leader back then, well... Look at that. Look how the. Look how it's all changed right there. 
Oh boy, how the ties have turned. D'Angelo Russell led the Nets to the playoffs. And LeBron James couldn't lead the Lakers to the playoffs. I'm not trying to make any comparisons. I'm not doing that at all. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying it's LeBron's fault with LA. I believe, you know, the Lakers management is all screwed up. I, you know, I believe it's very dysfunctional over there. But, you know, it, it's whatever. You know, we got D'Angelo Russell, which I'm very happy about. You know, it's really funny, you know, back in the 2017 draft, because that's where the Nets, they traded their draft pick and Brooke Lopez to get D'Angelo Russell, and I think it was Mozgov as well. Here's the thing, if the Nets didn't trade their draft pick, they would have had Kyle Kuzma. So you kind of think this lineup of the playoffs would have been D'Angelo Russell, Joe Harris, Damari Carroll, Kyle Kuzma, and Jared Allen. You think of that. I think that's a lineup that could definitely get you past the first round. With this lineup, well, I think the first round lineup is going to be D'Angelo Russell, Joe Harris, Damari Carroll, Rodion's Kuroots, and Jared Allen. So, yeah, you're just taking that one piece right there. You're adding Kuroots, you know. But, obviously, Kuzma's a better player. But I like, you know, I like Rody, Air Lafia. I like him. But I'm just saying. But it all worked out. But uh, getting back to, like, the last three seasons, you know, it was just bad. And here's the thing, even like, you go back to the 2012-2013 season, when Avery Johnson was head coach, and then he got fired mid-season, and then P.J. Caldissimo took over. The Nets have had a lot of head coaches these last few seasons, when you think of it. Like, let's break it down, since they've been in Brooklyn. Avery Johnson, then he got fired mid-season, P.J. Caldissimo took over. And then he got fired the day after they lost to Chicago in the playoffs, Jason Kidd got hired. And I think he decided to leave after the season, and then Lionel Hollins came in. And um, he did do one full season, and then he got fired midseason the next season. I forgot who took over for him. And then Kenny Atkinson has been taking over these last three seasons. And you got to admit, for Kenny Atkinson, I'm actually, you know, it's very weird, you know, how it's all planned out. Because everyone probably thought Kenny Atkinson would be fired after, like, the second season. But there's something about him, to be honest. You know, he's got a lot of hard Kenny Atkinson. He's a very good coach. You know, a lot of people will still talk bad about him. That's just like a thing. You can't satisfy. You can't satisfy a fan base. You know what I mean? You know, some people will. Everyone's gonna talk shit about the coach. Like a lot of people will. But Kenny Atkinson's a really good coach, and the Nets have definitely made the right decision. They've definitely found their coach for years to come. You know, this is his third season, and he got to the playoffs. He got to the playoffs. You know, and people could say, "Oh, but they they went forty two and forty. Oh, big deal." Well, listen, they still made the playoffs. All right, at least they do have a legit shot to beat Philly. Let's just leave it at that because you look at the bottom seeds right here. Like, maybe Orlando kind of has a shot to beat Toronto, but does Detroit really have a shot to beat Milwaukee? Like, I'm looking at from six to eight. The Nets and Magic kind of have a good chance. I would say the Nets have a better chance than Orlando. But then you look at Detroit in eighth place, they're going to get destroyed by Milwaukee. But I could be wrong. Somehow I could be wrong. Who knows? But you know what I mean. But, um, you know, you just have to think. These last three seasons before this season was just, you know, it was just bad. You know, I've been a Nets fan for a long time. It's just, it was misery. It was just bad. It was not even fun. You know, it was just, I would still have fun watching the games, but then it would just be all the losses and everything. It was just like, oh, my goodness, this team is really bad. And I know bad. The 9 friggin', the 9 10 Nets were bad. That team was horrible. I think they started like, what was it, 0-18? Something like that. They started off really bad. 
Holy cow. You want to talk about bad? That was bad. <laughs> Jesus. I don't even know if they got a good pick after. I think next no, they did. I think they got a good pick. Oh, I forgot who they drafted. Actually, no, I think I... Oh, fuck, I forgot who they drafted after that season. Nah, it doesn't matter. But still. You know, this team has been magical this season. You know, I really had low expectations for this team. I didn't expect another good season. I'm sorry. I, I don't, I, what, what am I saying? Jesus Christ, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't expect a good season. I don't want to say another good season. I didn't expect a good season at all. As I meant to say, I, I, meant, I meant to say I expected a bad season. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I expected the Nets were going to tank and they would have a chance to get, like, Zion or John Morant or Cam Reddish or R.J. Barrett. You know, that's what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to tank. You know, that almost seemed like their mentality once they went 8-18 and once LeVert was gone and everything. You had to think, ah, this team's just going to lose. But, no, this team was like, you know what, we're tired of losing. It's like right when the Nets have, like, a good chance to get, like, a really good draft pick, they're like, you know what? We don't want that draft pick. We want to make the playoffs. I know that sounds crazy, but it's good. You know what? I can't be a fan of a team that's going to tank. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be a fan of a team that's going to go out there and lose every single game because, you know what? Yeah, we just want to lose. Like, no. You're fucking robbing the fans by doing that. You're robbing us fans by doing that, by tanking and us, you know, paying good money for games. And if you're going to just tank and lose out the whole season because, oh, we want this draft pick and everything. Just win for yourself. This is why. This is why Michael K made a very good point. With the NBA draft, this is how it should be. If we no more NBA draft lottery, and you guys might be thinking, oh, so whoever gets the worst record gets first overall pick. No, no, no. Whoever gets the worst record gets the thirtieth pick. And whoever gets the eight seed in the West or East, it depends what the record is. They get the first overall pick. They would get the first overall pick if you're the eight seed in the West or the East. It depends how your record is. You know how much more competition they would bring in the NBA? You wouldn't see teams like the Cavaliers or the Knicks or the Suns be just so god-awful because they want to lose. You would, see this, you would see more competition, the spirit of competition. But to me, I don't believe in tank. I believe if your team sucks, you guys just suck. Let me just leave it at that. I believe the last three years, the Nets have just sucked. I don't believe they were tanking at all. They couldn't tank if they tried because they wouldn't get a, you know, a first-round pick. You know what I mean? They wouldn't get a first-round pick at all. Wouldn't get a lottery pick. They wouldn't get a first-round pick at all unless they traded up, which they didn't. You know, these last two seasons, the first-round picks they've gotten was, you know, Kuzma, but they traded away for D'Angelo Russell, which was really good. I can't complain. Or they drafted Rodion's Kuroots. Oh, actually, wait, 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 wait. I know they drafted Rodi. But I know I know Musa got traded. No, my God, Jesus Christ, he didn't get traded. He got drafted. My God, Jesus Christ, why am I so fucking tired tonight? I'm sorry, guys. I'm just a little bit tired. Let's see, was Musa drafted? Yeah, Musa was drafted in the first round. My bad, my bad. Kuroots was drafted in the second round. So Musa for the Nets was drafted in the first round. But yeah, that's weird. That's actually weird, though, when you think of it, because Musa really didn't play that much this season. He played mostly in the G League, and Cruz was a second-round pick, and he's played all season. It's pretty crazy, but, um, you know, I'm actually happy the Nets didn't tank. You know, even though you may think, like, oh, like, the Nets would have got Zion or John Moran or Reddish or Barrett, you just think, like, hmm, 
that'd be amazing. But I'm proud of this team. I'm real. I really am proud of this team. This team has been magical this season. It's been awesome. It's been a fun ride. You know, I was losing hope at some points. You know what I mean? Like at some points in the season, I was kind of losing hope, thinking, oh, "Well, this team's not gonna make the playoffs." But they really proved me wrong. They proved a lot of people wrong. Well, actually, well, actually, I shouldn't say a lot of people because it's the Eastern Conference. You know, you can have like not that good of a winning record and still make the playoffs. You know, it's just the Eastern Conference. You couldn't do that in the West. You can't do that in the West at all. If the Nets were in the West, they wouldn't make the playoffs. They'd be out of it. So. <laughs> But no, it's been crazy, to be honest. This has been a crazy season. I can't wait for Saturday. You know, 2.30, I'm going to be right in front of the TV. Nets and Sixers game one. Oh, my God. I really hope the Nets win. That would really make my day right there if the Nets would win game one. Oh, sorry about that. You guys hear that noise? That's outside noise. Someone's fucking alarm horn going off because these idiots in the neighborhood don't fucking know what the hell they're doing. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm sorry, guys. I'm always outside noise. I'm trying to do my shit. Okay, finally it stops. And I'm inside right now, but oh my god. But um, what a season, you know? What a season. You know it's gonna be tough against Philly, but you know this team's gonna grind it out. This team will definitely grind it out. You know this team has a lot of amazing pieces on this team throughout the whole season. You know. D'Angelo Russell, definitely my vote for the most improved player of the season. You know, Joe Harris has been phenomenal. He has the best three-point percentage in the league. He finished three. He finished number one with the best three-point percentage in the league. I'm like, wow. You know, Damari Carroll's had great veteran leadership. He's been great this year. You know, Rodion's Karutz, young kids, been really good this year. Jared Allen, I believe he needs to bulk up a little bit. He's a little too skinny, but I do like him. I just believe, you know, that's the one problem right there. Him and Embiid. Embiid will push him around. He gets pushed around a lot, Jared Allen. Like, he really needs to bulk up in, like, the offseason. But I believe he'll be fine. You know, and that's another thing. They leave, like, a lot of centers wide open for threes. You know, it's a different game now. These centers are going to shoot threes. You can't leave them wide open. You got to go after them. And let's see, you know, other pieces this team has had. You know, Shabazz Napier, very good piece, very good veteran leadership. Ed Davis, I love Ed Davis. Ed Davis is one of my favorite players on this team. You know, there was a point where I'm saying, where I've been saying, like, he should start with Jared Allen in the playoffs, but don't fix what's not broken. You know what I mean? You know, I love Ed Davis, veteran leadership. Uh, you know, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, very good player. RHJ, you know, I, he is better when he starts. But, you know, that was something against the Kings right there when he hit the game-winning shot. Like, that was something. That was the greatest comeback i ever seen. Like, that was crazy. You know, Travion Graham, you know, I've I've talked a lot of shit about Travion Graham, you know, throughout his time here. But, you know, he's been coming through a lot recently towards the end of the season. Let's see how many, how many uh, minutes he'll get in the playoffs. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, amazing. If, you know, to be honest, if he didn't get hurt, he'd be the sixth man of the year. You know, he's a really good ball player, you know. You know, he's that guy, you know, coming off the bench that just always, you know, comes to play. He's your sixth man right there. But, 
Maybe next year he'll win it unless he gets in the starting lineup somehow, which I don't think he will. But like I said, don't fix what's not broken. You know, Karis LeVert, just seeing his injury back in November, just seeing it right now, it just it makes me like cringe. Like, oh my goodness. Like, I thought he was going to be out for the rest of the season, but this man is Superman. He's our Superman. He came right back. What was it, like three months later? So he came back in February. Came back against Chicago, I believe. You know, it's taken a while. You know, he's had his games where it's like, you know, he's not in rhythm. You know, like those type of games. I know on his bobblehead night, he actually had zero points. It was like, ouch. Like, <clears throat> but you know, he's had his games where he's on. He's had a lot of games where he's off. But you know, it's the playoffs now. I believe he'll be ready. I believe everybody's going to be ready. They're going to be in that playoff mode. You know, once you're in that playoff mode, you have that playoff mentality. That never goes away when you're in the playoffs. You know, you go, that mentality sticks with you. And let's see, uh, who else am I forgetting? Oh, my man, Jared Dudley. What a player. Very nice guy and everything. You know, he gives tickets away to fans, especially to me back when, uh, uh, who we see phase? Me and my friend went. It was against Portland back in February. It was against Portland right there, you know. It was very weird. It was very funny. You know, I was kind of, like, sending a couple tweets to him that day and everything, and he didn't respond. I was like, all right, so I'm going to go out for a little while, go play some football. So I'm like, all right. And it's like at 4.30, because the game was at 7.30. It was like at 4.30 or like around that time, I get a tweet. Like I get like the notification. They got to have like my ringer on. I was like, oh, maybe it's like, usually that's like the NHL app or anything. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like Jerry Dudley said, I got you. Like, you know, I got you with tickets. You know what I mean? Because I said to him, I live a couple Stops away from Barclays Center. We really like to come tonight's game. And he said, I got you. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what the hell? I ran straight home in the park. I was at the park. And that's like, uh, if I walk slowly, it's like 10 minutes. But if running home, it's like, like five minutes. Like I was running. And I was calling my dad and everything. Like, oh my God, I just got tickets for tonight's game. You know, I need, I need a charger. Like I need that portable charger. I need to get my jersey ready. I need to get my pants ready. You know, because I wasn't going to wear sweats. I usually put on, like, my regular pants. And, you know, I was calling up a lot of people, like, oh, my goodness. Like, you know, I got tickets and everything. I called, like, so much people. Until I got one of my other friends, you know, right there. Like, he was kind of, like, you know, I was like, I need an answer right now. He's like, okay, can I, he's like, can I call you back? I was like, I need an answer right now. And then he was, you know, he was free to go. I was like, okay, thank God. Because I was like, no, no, like, I need an answer now. And everything. But... You know, that was a fun game, to be honest, even though they lost that game. That was really fun. You know, we got really good seats. You know, shout out to Jared Dudley. That's the man right there. I'm definitely going to, probably definitely going to try to win some tickets in the playoffs because, you know, the Islanders are in the playoffs as well. So, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, in that kind of schedule thing right there. You know what I mean? But I'm probably going to definitely try to win some tickets, some playoff tickets. I really hope I do. If not, then you know what? That's fine. I'm happy to watch on TV. Perfectly fine with that. But again, shout out to Jerry Dully. That's my man right there. That is my man. That's my guy. I'll always be, I will always appreciate Jerry Dully no matter where he goes, whether he's a net next season or whether he goes anywhere else, to be honest. Because I don't know how big his contract is with the Nets. I think he came over in a trade, right? So I don't know how many years he has left on his deal. He could be a free agent. Wherever he goes, whether he's a net or whether he's anywhere else, I'll always have love for him. I'll always appreciate him. Let's see the other pieces on this Nets team, you know. Um, Alan Crabb, you know, he's been out most of the season. But when he plays, 
he plays. Like, he's a really good player, just... Uh, he's injury-prone, that's just the problem. And I know he just had surgery and everything. You know, the Nets took a really big risk on him. They signed him to a big deal. It was like four years. Actually, no, wait, no, no. Portland signed to that deal. And the Nets got him in a trade. So he's got a couple years left. But he's he's all for a lot of money still. I'm like, damn, they can't buy him out. And, you know, um, let's see. Uh, Musa, you know, he really hasn't played much this season. But he's a good piece for the future. You know, Theo Pinson, this man. I love Theo Pinson. Doing the dance celebrations and everything. And he's a good player. He's a really good player, to be honest. You know, seeing him play out there, he's he's pretty good. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this kid is good. Now let's see, uh, Taj McCall, you know, he played, I think, a couple games. He he looked pretty good. You know, he's a good kid. And Alan Williams, didn't really get to see much of Alan Williams. But I think he's another good piece of the future, too. It's good youth. It's very good youth for this team. I You know, I saw Alan Williams' highlights in uh, the Long Island Nets. You know, he, I think he'll be good. For this team, but you know, you know what a team, what a team this season. Like, you know, a lot of low expectations. You know, it's crazy. It is crazy to think, like you know, I really didn't think this team was gonna make the playoffs. You know, I don't think anyone thought they're gonna make the playoffs. Like, it's just, oh my, oh my own, like Jesus. I'm very happy for this team. I'm very proud of this team. You know, I couldn't be more proud. Couldn't be more proud of this team right now. And I'm ready for the playoffs. Believe me, I am ready. I am ready for this team in the playoffs. Like, I just can't wait. Oh, man. It was actually good to see Shabazz Napier play on Wednesday. He got, like, 20 points. You know, he's a big piece, Shabazz Napier. You know, he hasn't really played. He really didn't play all of March or anything. I know he... I think he was hurt and think he went away for a while. You're going to need him in the playoffs. He's a good piece, you know. You know this guy can ball. We need him out there for the playoffs, you know what I mean? Shouldn't be riding the bench. I know Jared Dudley won't be riding the bench. You know, he's got to play. But, you know, this team in April really woke up right here. You know, here's the thing. It was after they beat Boston on the 30th last month. Okay, this is their big run right now. But, you know, they lost to Milwaukee and Toronto. I was like, damn it. Then they got that big win on Milwaukee. Then they clinched over Indiana. And then they finished the season strong against Miami yesterday. So that was huge. What a season. A lot of bumps. You know, a lot of bumps and bruises throughout the way. But now they're healthy. You know, just, you know, all all that's missing is Alan Crabb. So... So that does suck, to be honest. You know, you want to be 100% healthy. But here's the thing, the Sixers aren't 100% healthy. I know they're saying they're optimistic about um, MB playing on uh, Saturday. But we'll, you know, wait and see. You know, we shall see. But oh my goodness, guys. Thank you for listening to this long episode, guys. The end of this episode right here. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Sorry if, you know, if I did have a little trouble with some things. I'm just, you know, very tired right now. But I wanted to do this right now. You know, I want to pull through for you guys, you know. That's why I got to do I gotta do more episodes during the day. I can't be doing, like, at night. Because, you know, usually this time, like, you know, almost, like, exhausting. You know, got to try to do something during the day. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm very happy, very proud of my Brooklyn Nets. Can't wait to see this team in the playoffs. I'm going to be ready for Saturday. And, uh, you know, my fellow Nets fans uh, listening, I hope you guys are ready too. We're going to make some noise in the playoffs. 
Hope you guys enjoy, and I'll see you soon.